Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Matt. And welcome to Going Pear-Shaped on AudioEntropy.com, a podcast where we talk about eh, just kind of whatever we feel like. Hey, Matt. What's up, Mike? Uh, so we were brainstorming for future episode topics, and we just kind of came upon the, I guess, sort of broad idea of life on the internet. And yeah. Yeah, and before we started recording, we kind of started hammering out, like, well, what exactly are we talking about here? And I think where we want to start is kind of the begin at the beginning thing. And I guess just start by talking about like, how did we become these like just wretched blobs that spend all their time hooked up to a computer? Like, how did that get going? How did, how did, what was life like before a smartphone? Oh my God. Remember when you first got your smartphone? I do because I was sitting, I was sitting at a eating lunch with my mother at a Chick-fil-A when you got on Twitter and you were like, I have a smartphone now, and I added you, and I was like, oh, I'm at, I'm at fucking Chick-fil-A eating lunch with my mom. Do you have anything you want me to say to her? And your response was, ask her about butts. So I asked her about butts, and she said, butts are okay, and I responded back with butts are okay, and you freaked out because I wasn't actually supposed to ask her. <laughs> Do you remember that? Because that was no, probably, I'd forgotten. That was probably like three years ago or some shit like that. Whenever yeah. you fucking upgraded your phone, but yeah, I just kind of, I just kind of got on the like a, when I first got a smartphone. So it was, be- and I was actually really late to the party on getting a smartphone. You were, um, like it, it had to have been within the last two years, I would say. Uh, wow. I, I got a, I got a job, uh, which is still my current job, where I work a night shift, and it is a job where. For all intents and purposes, I kind of do nothing. Like, I'm there for a reason, uh, but, like, it is a job where the vast majority of the time nothing happens. And it's what you want. It's a job where, like, if anything does happen, it's something bad. Uh, But, yeah, I spend a lot of my time kind of not doing anything and just kind of having to stay awake. And, like, just bringing, like, a book wasn't cutting it. So I I finally bit the bullet and got myself a smartphone and almost immediately just decided, well, like, I guess I'm going to shitpost on Twitter because that's what you're supposed to do, right? Yes. And so I just – I turned on that caps lock and just started talking about butts, which is kind of my default when I when I, uh, when I I decide it's time to be, be stupid You see, purpose. my default is stupid video game nostalgia. I think butts is probably a little stronger overall, though. All right, all right. Um, don't don't ask my rationale behind that because I don't actually have one. Sure. Where the hell were we going with this tangent? I don't actually remember where we were going with this tangent. So let's um, let's right, dial we're talking the- about the internet. I was yeah. thinking about Twitter and how it makes me mad. That was the number one thing I always think about when I think about Twitter. But yeah, I was kind of so wondering. The- Go ahead. I was gonna say this kind of spawned from our grab bag episode we did last time. We wound up talking about Twitter a lot, and that kind of got us thinking about like, well. How like, did we arrive at this situation? Yeah. How did I arrive at the situation where I decided that 70 people needed to hear about my plans to stab inflatable bubble packaging and also look at lactation porn? How did we get there? So that got me thinking way, 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 way back to probably, oh my god, 2003, 2004 with RuneScape, which would have been like the first time I actually became involved in any sort of like actual social media and or social platform. So like, what would, what would your first one have been, Mike? Because RuneScape was probably mine. Like I, I dicked around on the internet prior to that, but that was like the first one. So mine would have been, I want to say like 1996, 1997. 
uh, when I would have been like 11 or 12, and getting into AOL chat rooms. Um, I distinctly remember going into a chat... Like, here's the thing. The AOL chat rooms at the time had like... They were open to everybody, and there were there were few enough people really using them that they could just do that. And they would have like vague descriptor names, like sports or uh, fucking music, or sometimes they'd be smaller things like pets or, or anything like that. I remember the chat room that I gravitated toward was called Witty, W I T T Y, just Witty, and I think the idea was like that was supposed to be. You know, a, a, a room for going in and cracking jokes and 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 japes and ribaldry and whatnot, and it just wound up being, in practice, a bunch of children and like forty-year-old women collectively making dirty jokes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like that—that that was basically what that chat room was. Is just it was just like middle school, high schooler kids, including myself, and then also like housewives, and just. Talking about fucking nonsense, like that shit got dirty, and in hindsight, might might like, in hindsight, it's like, oh my god, I really should not have been there talking to that people. Like, yeah, I was about to say this actually sounds kind of creepy. I'm not. It it definitely is in lie. hindsight, yes. Um, but like that was that w- that was what happened because it was like entirely unregulated. Like, I mean, we talked at length about how Twitter does a really really bad job of. Uh, fucking keeping any kind of like nastiness off their website, yeah. which is to say they can barely be said to do so. But here's the thing: you you can technically say that Twitter has a support staff. They don't really do anything, <laughs> but they exist. Uh, not so much the AOL chat rooms. So yeah, AOL. I mean, th- that was the bad. The thing about AOL chat rooms, though, is that was the bad old days of the internet back before anybody had figured that shit out. And there was no, yeah. there was kind of no other way. And you could argue even now, people out. have not really figured that shit out. Oh no, definitely not. Are you kidding? But like, I feel like that gives Twitter less of an excuse because they should know better and they don't, or they do know better and they just don't care. I, I'm not actually sure which is worse, probably the latter. But I mean, it's it's a thing we could get into. Like, there's this whole thing about how like Twitter lets the Nazis run rampant because they're bots and their harassment drive up the numbers and they can point to like look at all these people engaging with our website <laughs> like and that, and they think that that will allow them to like better kind of it give them a better opportunity to I guess like sell Twitter to a company the problem is any company they try to sell it to takes a look at it is like your site's full of so, fucking Nazis yeah I was about to say they look at it and they're like why are there so many fucking skinheads on your site and they're like excuse me why are there so many fucking skinheads on your site and they're like I don't understand the words look at the engagement please look at these engagement numbers. look at all the look traffic at the graph look yeah. at the graph go up Isn't look at that all the great? graph go up never mind look that like a third of this website around. is skinheads and and never mind the fact that another third is just automated bots bots yeah which exactly. and the automated bots are half the time made by the skinheads <laughs> <laughs> now come on come on it's not like half it's like one fourth I don't know, man. I I don't know. I, I'd actually be fascinated to know the numbers behind that because I, I feel like in my experience it's like one fourth, maybe like a third, not half, but I whatever. Mean, I I I assume it's much bigger than it seems because I maybe just for me personally because I tend to liberally block people, so that which I I feel like you kind of have to do if you want to spend any amount of time on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so 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 going back to the AOL okay. chat rooms, um. Like I remember, they had shit like keywords, and like y- you would go- you would you would enter in the keyword, and like AOL would have like 
I guess what would the word be for this like pr- proprietary web page that really only worked in the AOL browser? Yeah, that proprietary. Like they had the video game news uh, section called Ant. I don't. I don't remember that. I do remember Yahooligans though. That's I know that's not really related, but like I just oh, yeah. thought Re- I would say that. <laughs> remember fucking Yahoo. I do remember <laughs> Yahoo. They're Yahoo's technically still, still around. around. I think I think they're really just a fantasy football uh, thing now. No, like, I, I think that's they're... all people use Yahoo for. Well, those nah. are burner email addresses. Yeah, that. Also, fucking <laughs> my burner emails to Yahoo. <laughs> um, also, they own Tumblr. A lot of people tend to forget that. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Tumblr started doing a big crackdown on like porn and shit uh, a couple years back, I think. Is they got acquired by Yahoo, and Yahoo is like, nope. Reactions to that have been mixed, but, like, yeah. But, yeah, AOL chat rooms, I remember. Do you remember Napster? I do remember Napster. Napster um, is I don't really... think I ever used Napster specifically. I definitely used uh, something similar to that. It might have been LimeWire? Question mark? I remember using Napster to pirate ACDC albums. And the thing about it is I was so... Because when would Napster have been? It would have been like 98, 99, 2000. Somewhere around there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember being so fucking young that that was the, that was the time where I was introduced to the concept of piracy. Because my parents didn't like me doing that. Because, again, it's you, you shouldn't steal music. And they had... Yeah, man, that's crazy nostalgia bomb thinking on it. They had to, like, not sit me down, but they, like, explained, it's like, this is wrong, you shouldn't do it. And they had to explain copyright law to, like, a fucking seven-year-old. Oh, Jesus. Just, just as a, a shout-out, um, or in, in, a little informative bit, um, seven-year-olds not necessarily great at understanding copyright law. And I'm like, but but the site has it for free. I'm not stealing it. They're, give, they're giving it away for free. It's their music, right? God damn it. Oh. Oh, uh, seven-year-old me was such a fucking dipshit. So I have stuff that I pirated in middle school and high school. Didn't you literally uh, in the late in the late nineties? Say what? Didn't you literally pirate Smash Mouth? Uh, I, I uh, no, I actually got Walking on the Sun from through YTMND. Uh, and we'll, I, you know, we'll talk about YTMND in a second. Let's put a pin in that. I want to finish the story I was about yeah, to tell. Yeah, go go. Um, I was I definitely pirated stuff in the late nineties and early two thousands. Uh, that have survived the trip transitioning from computer to MP3 player to computer to MP3 player to computer to smartphone to computer. Like, I have stuff that I illegally downloaded, like, 20 years ago that I still have. And I, like, I... I, Fuck, I'm trying to remember, like, what all I've got. I think I have uh, fucking... uh, Shoot, what is it? Super Bonbon by fucking Soul Coughing on here. Like, <laughs> do you actually listen to any of this shit, or are you just attached to the files at this point? Mostly, I'm just attached. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking hoarding this music. <laughs> You've got to hoard the bits and bites. You could lose them forever. Holy oh, okay. shit! Oh god, hold, hold. Uh, go, go ahead and talk for a second. I'm actually gonna look and see what I've got here. Yeah. Um, so that was, the the next big one would have definitely been, like, for me, and, like, the big introduction to, I guess you'd call it internet culture, I don't even know, because it's such a weird thing talking about this, because 
We, I, you very much saw the rise of the internet age, and I did. Too yeah, just just to be clear for folks, because it's it actually is relevant. Um, I'm 32, and Matt is 25. So yeah, I was born in 92. Yeah, I've got a good seven years on him, which in like the real world is not actually that much of a time difference, but in terms of the internet, seven years is a fucking eternity. Yeah. Like, I, I basically grew up in the Stone Age, and Matt came into being in the Bronze Age, is what we're talking here. Yeah, and you really could kind of argue that as well, with how the internet has changed everything. I mean, I know saying the internet changed a lot of shit, y'all, is probably not that big of a revelation for basically everyone, but, like, the internet changed a lot of shit, y'all. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Um, Earth Intruders by Bjork... Uh, Jenny says by Cowboy Mouth, Pure Morning by Placebo, Super Bon Bon, already mentioned that, uh, Stop by Jane's Addiction, uh, let's God. see, uh, Staring at the Sun by The Offspring, not bad, uh, Chemicals Between Us by Bush, uh, Pretty Fly for a White Guy, also by The Offspring, um, a, co- a cover of Feelings, also by The Offspring, I was really into The Offspring, by the way, <laughs> um, John God. the Fisherman by Primus, um, the main thing from Magnum Force. Okay, let's see. Uh, no rain by Blind Melon, and I think I think this is actually a live version that I've got here. Uh, Machine Head, so some more Bush. Uh, been caught stealing, so some more Jane's Addiction. Billy Preston's uh live version of Will It Go Round in Circle from uh from fucking let's see Ringo Starr and his friends or whatever it was called. Let's see. Um, a different mix of Earth Intruders by Bjork. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Superstition by Stevie Wonder, uh, Low by Cracker. Man, that's a good song I haven't listened to in a long time. Uh, let's see, where did I, uh, Girls and Boys by Blur. That's, that's good. Um, I, I, I let's see, do, 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 that might, might be a uh, Power Trip by Monster Magnet. I actually saw that song perform live once. Nice. Yeah, uh, the Lemonheads cover of Mrs. Robinson, so big fan of that. Um... Yeah, I, th- I think that's it as far as, like, just stuff I've... What I've got that I did not get through legal means. But also, the thing, I wanted to put a pin in, in YTMND, because I've definitely got some music that, like, came from YTMND, the soundtracks, which, for those who don't know, YTMND was, a, was sort of the proto-YouTube, I would say. It was a website that synced up small bits of audio tracks... With animated GIFs, and uh, fuck all y'all, I will call them GIFs until the day I die. That's Um, wrong, but okay. And basically, like, they would just have running gags and memes, and it would just be these things where people would sync up these animations to random bits of sound for comedic effect. And if a song, an event, and every so often someone would release, like, this is Y Timothy, the soundtrack volume blank, and it's just whatever bits of music had become part of popular memes in like the recent days they would release as a soundtrack. Like that's kind of, it's kind of something that happened a lot in the day is not only were people like pirating things like through websites, like because they were deliberately looking for the music, sometimes like just cultural places like, uh, like YTMD would just be like, Hey, here's, here's some music associated with our website here. Just here it is as a, a big fucking like zip file. Go for it. Yeah. You mentioned that. Oh, speaking of like, proto youtube you remember fucking e-bombs world yeah i remember they kept stealing other people's shit and putting their fucking uh water label on i was about to say putting their nasty grody fucking ass logo all over everybody else's shit and calling it theirs yeah 
not the greatest sight in the world, but like that definitely for me, I think I would call, I think I'd call that the fucking proto YouTube before I called uh, YTMND the proto YouTube because Ebom's world for better or worse, depending on your point of view, really did start like the, what would you call it? Like the bullshitty meme video. Yeah, the they, they also video. they also were big for consolidating whatever was popular on the internet. The problem is yeah. they were based, they were stealing other people's shit that they made and making all the money from it. Yeah, uh, is Ebon's world still around? I'm pretty sure they are. I'm not going to check that. Fucking site. hell, there is no justice. Well, the thing about Ebon's world is there's no way it's anywhere near as popular or as influential as it used to be. If they're keeping oh, that shit around, they're probably keeping it around for pure nostalgia, purely nostalgic reasons. I'd yeah. assume. If it fucking makes money somehow, then yeah, fuck this world. There really is no justice. Do you remember Albino Black Sheep? I remember the name. It was I, kind of like Ebom's World, except like it actually had the permission of the people who were making the stuff to host it. Like it's kind of huh. where uh, like a lot of the early stuff that Lemon Demon did before he became Neil C.C. Rega. I mean, he didn't become Neil C.C. Right? Rega, but he yeah. dropped his usually, yeah. Yeah, like, that's where a lot of his early stuff, that's where uh, Hyakugo Juichi got its start, his fucking weird animutation based on the Pokemon rap, and just a bunch of other stuff. Like, there were, like that was that was the place to go for dumb uh, humor along those lines. And actually, the theme music that we use for this podcast um, is a track from a Flash animation from way back in the day that uh, was on Albino Black Sheep. Uh, it was by a guy who also had his own website with some of the Flash animations. It was called Spinner Disc. Um, and it is a bit of music from an animation called Dumb Dinosaur, which was about uh, he found these like dinosaur stickers, and one of the stickers looked like the dinosaur just looked really stupid, and he made a whole fucking animation about how this dinosaur is stupid, and I you know and he shared the uh, the MP3 of the track like because sometimes you do that it's like hey I made this bit of original music if you want to download it it's here, and I've been holding on to that MP3 for, again, like a lot of this other stuff for what's got to be almost two decades, if not more. And now it's the theme music to Going Pear-Shaped. This fucking music from an, a Flash animation about a dinosaur being stupid. That you've saved for, like, fucking 10-plus years at this point? Yeah, it, it's got to be coming up on 20, if not more than 20 God at this damn. point. Yeah, like, again, like it's it's been transferring from computer to MP3 player to computer and so on. Like, I... I don't have a lot of files that have survived the trip, you know, from the fact that, like, my computers, I tend to use them until they wear out, uh, yeah. because I'm not all the time, like, updating my computer or replacing my computer. I don't have that kind of money. Um, so usually if I've got an, an, if on the occasion that I get a new computer, it's because my old one just straight up fucking stopped working. Uh, so I have, like, I don't have a lot of files that have actually, like, survived the transitions over the years. Um, but a lot of the stuff I do have is just dumb music because I've almost always got a portable music player. Um, now it's my smartphone, but I, I used to have just, you know, I was, I was one of those guys who always had like a little cheap, uh, MP3 player that could hold maybe like two hours of music at most, but like, you know, I, I had it and it was, it was, it helped me. I like, I, I just, I like to listen to it on the bus and shit like that. I mean, fuck, remember dedicated music players? I do. I was just about to say, remember the Walkman? Yeah. I got I got to see, both of us, I guess, but I got to see the Walkman die in real fucking time. Dude, you, you want to you wanna know what is, what is sadly one of my most vivid memories of high school? Yeah, I actually do. Okay. Consistently riding in the very back seat of the school bus to high school with a disc man 
listening to Linkin Park's hybrid theory five times a week. That is not the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life, but it's way up there. It's high up there. <laughs> oh my god. Also, I didn't even know our podcast had theme music. Listener, that's how <laughs> that's how in control and in the know I am. I didn't know we I didn't even know we had fucking theme music. Oh Matt my just god. shows up for these recording sessions and then he just kind of lets me do whatever. Yeah, no, I we really do. He knows I could be editing his audio to make him like confess to committing war crimes or something. Yeah, no, but the thing about that is you wouldn't even have to edit audio. You could just ask me for, to pretend to confess to commit war crimes and I'd fucking do it. I'd be down for that gag. That's kind of the thing. You kind of can't touch me here. Yeah. It's sort of impossible. Hey, Matt, how do you feel about war crimes? Um, well, I think they're fucking terrible, actually. I'm not going to go for the joke unless you explicitly tell me to do so. Oh, well, that's... Yeah, no, I'm not actually a big believer in war crimes. Fuck that. What, what the fuck <laughs> is wrong you? As if you don't you? think they exist? <laughs> oh, you <laughs> fuck right the hell off. You fuck right off. Oh my god, somebody... Okay, so fucking... I kind of got my trajectory written down here. On Sorry, I'm still looking fucking... at this. I forgot. I skimmed past this one. I forgot. I, I have the the uh, JXL remix of Elvis's A Little Less Conversation that fucking exploded for a while there. Oh my god. I think I missed out on that one. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, kind of just looking at my notes currently, I can sort of chart my internet trajectory in terms of, like, what communities and, like, what social media platforms... Oh shit, and I... Low Fidelity All-Stars Battle Flag. I forgot about that, too. Sorry, go ahead. You had very important that we know that you had low fidelity all stars battle flag. Very uncensored important. too. It's got the parentheses uncensored. Oh, wow, you got the which, legit uncut which, version. Which actually sucks. It's a little little digression about battle flag. That is one of those things where like when they played on the radio, whenever the guy said like motherfucking, the way they covered it is they like added like the skipping repeating effect to whatever his next word was going to be. And it was like this electronica thing. So like in the original version, he's like, are you, tell me, are you down to get down on your motherfucking knees? But like in the radio edit, it would be, you know, are you ready to get down on your knees? And the thing is, the effect that they did was actually really cool and was one of the best parts of the song. So like that was, that was one of the few like examples of like a radio edit of a song being just flat out better than the actual raw uncut version of the song. You see, I listened, the problem with, Fucking radio edits of songs is I tend to listen to a lot of rap and like radio edits of rap is just terrible. <laughs> it's really, really bad, typically. I can't think of any exceptions. There's probably at least one. But yeah, well, I, I, like here's the thing when when you get a radio edit of like a rock song or at least an alternative rock song, and, and again, most of my experiences back in the day of music in the, the mid to late 90s and the early 2000s, like they would cover up what the person was saying either with like an actual sound effect that had something to do with whatever else was going in the song. Or they would just take what the person was saying and, like, reverse it like it was fucking Twin Peaks, you know? Like, <laughs> like, like, uh, I remember there was, there's, I forget which song it is, but there's a Rage Against the Machine song where they would yell bullshit and the radio edit would just play it backwards. It was like, Tish Loop? Um, <laughs> and, uh, oh, I, uh, shoot, I, I, I think it was actually their cover of Renegades of Funk, now that I think about it. Um, but any, but... Like, the thing is, I, I and again, not an expert, I don't really listen to the radio anymore, I haven't really since, like, 2003, but, like, from what I understand, like, when hip-hop censors a song, they just, they just cut the vocal track out, so it's just, they, they just kind of don't say anything in the middle of a sentence, yeah, rather than actually, of, like, covering it up with something it's, musically. 
Sometimes and, they do and sometimes they don't. But just due to the way that that a lot of that music comes off and how it's written, like, it's... Bleh. Yeah, like, just cutting the words out is just kind of the laziest and worst way to do that, I think. And again, yeah. that's that's not commentary on the respective genres. Like, that's just... I feel like that methodology, like, is just... Of, of censoring, if you have to censor, like, the lyrics of a piece of music, which, I mean, you do when you're going to play it on the radio, like I, f- like, I feel like you should take advantage of that and try and do something creatively with it, you know, like, actually cover it with fucking something, even just the playing it backwards thing, just fucking do anything, don't just cut the vocal track and leave the music still going, so it's just fucking dead air, like, that's, anyway, you were go- you were about to say. Yeah. Alpha on that tangent, I was going to say, I can kind of, I had it written down here, I can sort of chart my, I guess you'd call it online community experience here. Um, so I basically started on the RuneScape forums, like I said, and then from there, I didn't migrate over to, but I kind of included the GameSpot and the World of Warcraft forums in kind of like my social circles. And then from there... Um, because the GameSpot forums and the World of Warcraft forums were the fucking worst thing in the universe, uh, I migrated over to the Penny Arcade forums, and I also started getting, started kind of like developing a social circle on Xbox Live. This is also kind of the same period of time where I start to get, actually, no, it would have been a little later. Um, then from there, I start using Twitch, Tumblr, Twitter, and, and Twitch, Tumblr, and Twitter, bleh, the three T's, I guess. And then from there, I've kind of gone on moved on to like slack and discord and some of those communities i'm still a part of like penny arcade i still use xbox live not so much i'm still on twitch tumblr and twitter and i still regularly use slack and discord but kind of like what was your arc because i know you started on like aol chat rooms yeah so let's see i went from aol chat rooms um and then i think i just bounced around from some places like none of them really like jumped out of me i didn't do a whole lot of socializing outside of those chat rooms when i did finally land somewhere it was the forums for a webcomic called College Roomies from Hell. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <I've... laughs> so it, I believe, which I believe is actually still going and is actually written and drawn by the lady who writes Power Nap. Have you, have you, have you read that comic? I don't think so, no. Okay. Well, she, she's decently well known in webcomic circles. Um, a lady by the, uh, by the name of Maritza Campos and, Actually, she she has kind of an interesting story in that she learned English from reading Peanuts comics. Huh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I wound up on the forums for that comic, and it was uh, it was on Keenspot. Do you remember Keenspot? I remember the name definitely. It was one of the earlier uh, sort of conglomerations networks. I'm not sure what you call them uh, for web comics back in the day, and. Uh, and so I wound up in kind of in that circle. And, uh, yeah, so I spent, I spent a good chunk of time there. And then from there, I think I more or less immediately navigated to the Penny Arcade forums, uh, which I don't spend a whole lot of time on anymore um, before moving, because now I've moved on to, you know, to Twitter and to, to a lesser extent, Tumblr, mostly Twitter. Uh, you know, I, I, I got onto Facebook because um, my family was using it. But now my family is kind of the reason I use Facebook the least. <laughs> um, not, 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 I, I, okay, that sentence kind of came out wrong. It's not. It's not. My family's not the reason I use Facebook less. It's that my family is now the lesser of the reasons why I use Facebook. Like I barely interact with my family on there anymore. Um, and actually, after the last election, I unfriended my mom. Um, 
But anyway, I, uh... <laughs> Sorry. I'm not <laughs> laughing at you specifically. I'm just laughing because that... I, I avoided Facebook entirely, and, like, wow. I've made a lot of bad decisions, and I've made a lot of good decisions over my years. Looking at taking one look at Facebook and saying, this is nothing I want to be affiliated with, no, was one of the better decisions I made, I, I feel. Mean, on the one hand, you kind of dodged a bullet, but on the other hand, like, the Facebook group for Teenagers with Attitude has been really good for us. Yeah, and I, I won't deny that, like, obviously, because I can't, I can't deny that. It's, it's obviously objectively the case, but, like, fuck, I hate that fucking company and that service and that site and that yeah. everything. But I, I, the thing is with, um, with the Penny Arcade boards, in spite of the fact that neither of us really post there much anymore, that was how we met. Yeah. I was, uh, that was one of the things I was kind of thinking on. And we would have met through fucking Super Monday Night Combat. Yeah, Way back yeah. in, like, December 2011, I think. Around that time. Jeez, was it that far back? I think it was that far back, dude. Wow. Because, like, yeah, the game went into full launch. I'm, I had it written down. The game went into full launch April 2012. That's when they had to do the impromptu launch because, like, the codes got all fucked up or something. I can't remember. But you you were, you know what I'm talking about, though, right? The yeah, there was, was a whole thing early. where, like, they were trying to release keys to let people into the closed beta. And then uh, something fucked up on Valve's end. And then they just made infinity of the same key. So basically yeah. anyone could get into the game who wanted to anyway, so they were just like, okay, fuck it, I guess we're launched now. Yeah. And that did not go super hot for them. But yeah, I was like among one of the first wave of people to start playing that game back in 2011. And wow, that's crazy to think about. I remember playing that game and really not liking it at first. And I remember talking to a friend, another friend who had actually met on the forums as well about it. And being like, I really don't know what I think about that game. I, I keep getting slammed, and I'm not sure if... And I, I don't like the game, and I keep getting slammed. But I'm not sure if I don't like the game because I keep losing, and I don't like losing. Or if I don't like the game because I just don't like the game. And they commented that it might be worth sticking with it or for a little bit longer to see if I like it. I'm like, yeah, that's right. And then I stuck with it with a couple more hours. That game started to gel with me. But like, if I hadn't done that, we probably would have never met. Yeah, and that's that, that was not to, to not to you know dwell on SMNC again because we did a whole fucking episode about that. Yeah, we did that game. That game's learning curve might have been the thing that might have been the single thing that damned it the most. That fucking game didn't have a learning curve. That game had a fucking learning angle. Like it, it had a it had a it had degrees. a sheer cliff face that you had to scale before you could understand anything about what was happening. Yeah, and it's like you just have to control the annihilator so you can push the waves and fucking de-shield their turrets, and then you get a fucking assassin to back door, and they're people are like, "What? God, I'm, here's the thing. I know I know folks who are like really into like high level con- competitive balance and and stuff like that would would probably disagree with me, but like the annihilator was a really good concept for putting into something that's like a MOBA." Yeah. Well, like, the just thing have, a, is, have a thing in the middle that, like, you have to fight over at set intervals. And, like, the reward for it isn't, like, it's not a buff or anything. It's just all of your opponent's creeps die. I was about to say, your opponents get fucked. And it also does a shit ton of damage to the enemy team. Remember, it did, like, 40% to the entire enemy team as well. So if they were injured, the Annihilator would just kill them outright. Yeah. But the thing is, even if that wasn't there, that would still be, like, a neat thing. And especially because, like, it was bad if you lost that fight, but it wasn't necessarily, like devastating because after because it would kill all the creeps you currently had but you know they would spawn after that like you'd get more but it was it was a good way it, it was 
it was a thing that was like away from the main part of the fighting that like gave you real value if you tried to control it and it gave you yeah. it gave players a reason to try and control space outside of the main area, area. of the map and like that was really good yeah, it also had the weird byproduct of making character balance kind of interesting because certain cl- characters like support and Megabeth could push lanes while defending the Annihilator in specific maps. Other characters yeah. couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was one of those interesting kind of balanced tidbits, but whatever. The fucking, we've talked about SMNC at length. But yeah, that's actually like where we would have met. Um, when I, I was, in hindsight, I find it interesting that like that's the game you stuck. One of the games you really stuck with, considering how like that game's learning curve is terrible, and like you kind of had to be at least somewhat good at SMNC to play that game past a certain point. Because like, holy shit, that game. Yeah, I think I was on board. It, it was a combination of the fact that I was getting a little burned out on TF2. Uh, it was also that I really liked just the game's style and humor. And also, like, I, it get, it let me get my foot in the door, kind of on a MOBA by by doing it through the context of a cartoon shooter. Yeah, uh, a really good one at that. Assuming yeah, you yeah. did over the learning curve. And I mean, I, I and when SMNC kind of started dying off, I did transition into Smite, which, while not top down, it's it's third person, is legitimately a MOBA. Like, it's not a MOBA like, it's a MOBA ass MOBA. Yeah. Uh, and and I mean, you know, good and well. Like, I'm not really playing it at this point. I kind of I kind of fell off of it, but I was playing Smite pretty consistently for several like at least years two, there. Yeah, I was going to say at least like two years, minimum. Yeah. Um, I try to fell off of Smite along the same time that I fell off of like every single mobile on the face of the planet because your boy has some temperament issues that he needed to work out. But yeah, that's actually crazy because that's where we would have met Zach. He's, yeah, I was playing, uh, was playing SMNC. Yeah. Fucking... And then, I can't remember how exactly it went down. I mean, like, we're, you heard it here first, folks. Super Monday Night Combat is why audio entropy happened, so. Did Zach play, it's been so long, Zach played SMNC, did Zach play SMNC? Fuck, I can't fucking oh, remember. Fuck, I don't know. I think, I know he definitely played Smite. He did. Because that was the game, because, and that's where I, like, really, I'm not sure he ever played SMNC, I think you're thinking Smite. Fuck, we should have asked him. Fuck me. Fuck. Well, we'll fuck, figure it out. we meet Zach? It was that de- I know by the time I know it was definitely by the time Smite showed up. That's definitely like if that relationship wasn't started there, it was definitely solidified there. Because I remember when the initial call to do TWA went out, I saw Zach post something about it on the Penny Arcade forums, and I was like, "Oh, I remember Zach. He's like a cool dude. I'm gonna ask him if he wants me if he if he wants me in on this recording." And he said yes. And then that wow, fuck, that got the ball rolling. That was like the start of it. It's actually weird thinking about, like, the current, like, social circles and friends I have right now, because, like, half of them basically just got started off of that, and the other half were basically other friendships I very deliberately tried to form on my own through some combination of, like, the forums, Penny Arcade, Real Life, Twitter, and Tumblr. Yeah. Huh. That's weird, reminiscing on this shit. Yeah. I think... I, it feels weird to get into this, but like, but also it would be weird for us to dance around it. We've actually made kind of a point of not mentioning the Penny Arcade forums uh, when we do shows on the network, um, partly because we don't want people like going back there and and trying to be like, hey, like I know the I know the audio entropy people. How y'all doing? And, yeah, and it can, especially considering all of us don't really post there anymore. Well, we uh, we also, definitely maintain contact. Though. Yeah, a little bit, but also like the. Admins like the folks running that forum kind of actively hate us. 
<laughs> that's not sort, an exaggeration. It's, like they, well, some of them did. Like I'm on good terms with like Roar. Whatever. It's the situation is complicated. Let's put yeah, it that. That's way. That's the thing. I just I just want to put on the table. Like there's a reason we don't really usually talk about that forum. Like folks listening to this, don't don't go there and ask about audio entropy stuff. Just don't don't. It's a good it's a good forum though. Eh. Well, no, it's a as far as like game forums go, I've been around the lap and I still do the rounds. That one is easily easily like top 5%. Yeah. Even with the problems, like fucking because like if you go to that forum and you act like a shit and start calling people like homos or whatever, you will get your ass glassed instantly. Instantly. So like say whatever you want, but like fuck. Yeah. They they irrespective of our issues with administration and trust me, we've got some fucking problems. Like, fucking, the mods don't put up with fucking whack bullshit like that. They just don't. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird reminiscing about this shit. Yeah. Uh, so I think one of the things we, we took down in our notes is something we wanted to talk about, but I don't think ever actually came up, like, we how fucking weird it is that MySpace was a thing. MySpace was a thing. Does, does anyone remember that? Because I remember around, like... Would have been like 2000, 2005, somewhere before the launch of like Halo 3. It would have been like by the time like Halo Reach was out, Facebook was the thing, and no one gave a shit about MySpace anymore because it was all yeah. about Facebook. Yeah, it's, it's remember- pretty much just a thing that like bands use to promote themselves now. Yeah. And before we started recording, we talked about this. You you said that that was how it was originally started, and then. You know, because we try to not talk completely out of our asses, we went and looked that up to try and, like, figure out if that was actually the case. I don't think and, it is. Yeah, we I could, may... we, couldn't, we couldn't find anything, but the thing is, I definitely remember having heard that same thing before somewhere. Okay, so. I thought I was maybe just going, I just had bad memory. I do have bad memory, by the way. So I thought yeah. this may have been a case of that, but I, I, I remember hearing that. I can't confirm it. I mean, um, we might have just both heard it from the same unreliable source, for all I know. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, but now these days, like, it is basically just, like, bands use it when they're touring and they want to promote, like, they want to connect to other musicians and things like that. That's pretty much what MySpace is. But for a hot minute there, it was the proto-Facebook. It was. And it led to this really weird, I distinctly remember, and this is probably because I grew up in the conservative South, but I distinctly remember a weird moral panic happening around Facebook. And like the way, and I remember that's where I started to learn about net security as well, um, which really stuck with me for better or worse, probably for better. I'm going to say for better. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah, as I have learned, as I learned there and just over time, um, when push comes to shove and you're not sure if you should keep something to yourself, you fucking keep something to yourself because once you open that box, it's gone forever. Um, but yeah, I, do you, was that just like me or do you remember like a weird moral panic of, oh shit, our kids are on the internet talking with strangers? Now here's the thing. Uh, I mean, I do, I definitely remember the moral panic, but a lot of that is just our kids on the internet talking to strangers. Like that was happening during the AOL days too. Yeah, but Facebook, but my face really I was, again, I was extremely late to the Facebook party before, uh, uh, before my family forced me to start using it essentially. Um, and then again, ultimately, I wound up using it for things that were not my family. Um, and the thing is, I was so late to the social media party that I actually missed the MySpace train entirely. Like, I yeah, I ne- I have never like 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 I'm not even gonna say that I have rarely used my, MySpace. I have never used MySpace for any reason. Yeah, neither have I. Like I said, my parents. Well, actually, I didn't say my parents were not big fans of MySpace. And honestly, looking back on that, in the benefit of hindsight. 
I don't really blame them for it. I think they actually made the right call there because I, I, I was a weird case where they didn't like it and I had no interest in it. So that problem kind of resolved itself. But yeah, like yeah. yeah so so fucking... you did you didn't get into it just to spite them? <laughs> no, no, I didn't get into I didn't get into it because I looked at it and I'm like, why the hell do I want to talk about myself? That seems dumb. And then that was basically that. None of my family ever had MySpaces either. My older brother, I think. I don't know about him. He never got one. Don't know why. And my younger brother was just so young at the time. He he wouldn't have had one. So yeah, fucking MySpace was a thing. Napster was also a thing. I think we mentioned that when I used to pirate ACDC. For a very brief period, I would pirate ACDC albums from fucking Napster. That Napster is an interesting one to think back on because that was really where you began to saw the internet. You began to see the internet like influence copyright law. Because like... Prior, I, I feel like obviously people were pirating and using the internet for piracy and information sharing prior to that. But Napster, I feel, was the one that really popularized it, or yeah. at least I remember was popularizing it, it. Was it before or after we started recording that you talked about your parents trying to give you the talk and trying to explain copyright law to a seven? That was after. That okay. was after. Because I wasn't sure yeah, if that was on tape or not, but like, yeah. So Napster is kind of interesting in hindsight because it also made piracy ubiquitous. Like prior to that, you had music piracy, but it. It wasn't just upload MP3s into a zip file, share them with your friends, boom, there you fucking go. I mean, yeah. am, am I am I wrong? Again, this no, is coming no, from the was, perspective was, of like an actual seven year old. Sorry, I was looking at stuff, but uh, nah, you're good. Yeah, and the thing is, like, it 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 was a conflation of like how easily it, easy it was to access, uh, particularly for the very young, and also the fact that before that point. Making copies of music wasn't really easy for a person to just do. Like, I've definitely heard stories of people back in the day getting, like, their mixtapes uh, onto their audio tapes by holding a tape player, sorry, a tape recorder, and, a, and just holding it up next to a radio and just kind of being ready on the trigger when, like, that's the song came on the radio. And so they'd, <laughs> they'd have the song, but they'd be missing the first few seconds of it. And odds are the last few seconds would have the DJ starting to talk. And that's just that's just how you did in the day. Fuck. I actually kind of remember that. I used to make audio recordings of my favorite episodes of M.A.S.H. Yeah. And the thing is, you didn't Fuck. really have access to a ton of music it, unless you were very wealthy. Because, like, whatever music you bought, that was what you had. So you were going to listen to it over and over again. Like, I mentioned the fact that, you know, in high school, I listened to Hybrid Theory a million times. That's because Hybrid Theory was what I had. Yeah. I talked about how I used to be really into The Offspring. Well, that's because my mom had an Offspring tape. Well, like, yeah, exactly. Like, the reason I got... I was fucking pirating ACDC albums is my dad was super into the ACDC and my mom was... And, and and my mom was super into the fucking B-52s. So, like, the music I listened to were ACDC fucking, like, Thunderstruck or whatever. Like, their fucking... I think it was Thunderstruck was the name of the album. It may have just been, like, a compilation album as well. Um, and fucking the B-52s Time Capsule album. Like, I have heard Own Private Idaho or Private Idaho probably fucking, it might not be an exaggeration to say an upwards of like 500 times, a thousand times, some insane bullshit number like that, because seriously, holy fuck, love that album. That album is really good, by the way. It still totally holds up. Fucking like Channel Z, Rock Lobster, holy shit. Nice. I think that album had Keish Lorraine as well. Fucking love the B-52s, but yeah, I totally remember that being a thing, and that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Like, you can and, just... And the thing is, like, you would sometimes get a CD based entirely on one or two songs, and then you would just kind of... You learned to love the rest of it, and sometimes yeah. you'd luck out. Like uh, I had some, 
I had some CDs that I still to this day love front to back. I had uh, Stunt by the Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, I had Beck's Midnight Vultures, uh, which is, I think, I don't know if that's, like, I, I think that might be one of his less popular albums, but I loved it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but there were definitely albums I got where like I had the one song and it, like the rest of this is just like, uh, uh. Nah. oh, uh, the, oh, I know, uh, Music for the Massive by Apartment 26. I got that for the I got that for the first track. Give me more, because I was at a, a a festival that the local radio station had put on, and they they were there, and I heard I heard them live, and I was like, oh man, this is really great, and I and I know the one song they have on the radio is really good. I'm gonna get this, and like I got it, and it's like, oh my god, the other like 13 tracks on this album are just give me more again, <laughs> but not as good. So well, shit. Okay. Well, at least at least you got one though. Yeah, at least got the one. God, yeah, crazy. I'm, I'm kind of out of stuff to talk about right now. Yeah, I think. I think so. Like, I mean, we 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 went into this with the idea that it wasn't necessarily going to be a history of the internet thing. We were going to talk about just what it means to, to kind yeah, of, kind of our experiences with it, like growing up with it, yeah. where we got our start, and just all this sort, of, and this fucking the friends we made along the way. <laughs> but like, no, seriously, no, I know, like, like definitely. Like our 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 friend group here for that we the, that we do this like podcast network with and and our other friends that are sort of you know like aren't part of the network but are still like sort of like our our little like social circle our little sort of hovering orbit I would say like like these the that's that is my circle of friends like yeah. just full stop I just again because I work nights and also because I'm someone who just doesn't really get out much these long distance friendships are kind of all I've got so yeah so this is this has been very much my, like, almost my exclusive social outlet as well as almost my exclusive creative outlet. And, like, this, us doing this whole fucking dumb thing has been, like, kind of a godsend for me. Um, but I, but here's the thing, ever since those early AOL days I was talking about, like, I still spent a lot of my, my time just socializing with people online. I have, I have made and drifted apart from countless people that I have never met in person, uh, over the years. And like that's just, but the thing is, that's just kind of how things are in the connected age now. Like when I was doing that in the mid to late '90s, I was kind of an outlier. But I feel like that's just kind of how, how life work. works now. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, nowadays you have like fucking, you have shit like Tinder, and you have all sorts of dating apps, and you also have like just sites to meet people locally. And that's actually like another thing is like the internet. There's obviously there's like long distance friendships, which is more like what we have, but the internet's also allowed people to make friends more easily locally as well, which obviously makes sense because it pre- it's like the most powerful social network of all time, sort of, kind of, just a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's just weird thinking because there was a brief period before the internet became ubiquitous and like you definitely lived, you you had that for longer than I did, but I, there was definitely a period where before the internet became ubiquitous, back when you had, like, dial-up and shit was weird and clunky. And it's just really bizarre thinking about how much shit changed. Because my older brother is more like you, and my younger brother didn't know, a, never had a time without the internet. And I was kind of the one in the middle where, right when I was kind of starting to form myself as an individual, that's when the internet started to really take off as, like, this this real deal fucking tool. 
yeah, it's just really weird to reminisce on. It's what got me into the fighting game community, like 2009. That's when I would have started to get way deep into that scene. Uh, just meeting, like, you and the rest of the audio entropy crew. The, the Tomies from, like, Tumblr and Twitter and all that shit. It's just really fucking strange how things wound up working out. But I guess ultimately it worked out pretty well. So, hey. Yeah. Ended on a good note. All right. So I hope. Um, I think that's going to just about... Yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, so, yeah I think so that's long, a done. So long story now. short, pirating music used to be really easy. Uh, AOL used to be really weird. MySpace happened. And uh, don't go to the Penny Arcade boards, at least not to talk about us, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, we never talked about Netflix and YouTube and the ride. Well, we kind of talked about YouTube. We never really talked about Netflix, but frankly, I don't fucking care. Oh, man. Whatever. Remember, we actually <laughs> talked about this on the Audio Entropy Slack recently. Remember when Netflix was first announcing that they were going to try and get into streaming video, and they were initially going to make it a separate business called Quickster. Quickster. I do. I do remember that. God damn. And I think the only thing that stopped them was some fucking kid got the Twitter handle for Quickster and just squatted on it. (laughs) Outstanding. You probably did them a fucking favor. Oh, absolutely. Like the... The only, like, the only thing, I mean, here's the thing, it probably would have eventually taken off anyway, but the only thing that really got people on board with Netflix is a streaming service, because, like, a streaming services, subscription services for, like, streaming video were not a thing, really, before then. Yeah. Like, they existed, but they were not, like, commonly used, and the thing that got people on board was the fact that they already had Netflix accounts. Fuck, the death of Blockbuster. We saw that happen in real time. I think everybody listening to this probably did, but, like... I'm not sure how many, I don't know what the demographics for a listener base are, but, like, how many of you, like, remember Blockbuster? Because I definitely remember Blockbuster. I definitely remember Blockbuster. I remember uh, we had a local uh, family video that was not a Blockbuster that we went to all the time growing up. And uh, we would go there a lot because it was one of those situations, like, where, again, I, I was the oldest of seven children. And it was really hard to get all of us to agree on what movie we wanted to rent. So we kind of just wound up renting the same movie over and over again because it was like the one thing we all agreed on. And it was this – it's something we can I, – I, I think this is the kind of thing we can maybe do another episode about some other time. It's just the weird, uh, just obscured niche shit of our childhood. But it was this movie called The Point. Uh, it was a made-for-TV animated movie from like 1971. I, I love the fact that – I'm not sure – have we ever talked about The Point on this show? We have not. I, I feel okay. like that's something to save for another time. How, yeah. You know what? I, I will say, I will say, uh, recommendation for another podcast. There's a podcast called Read It and Weep, which I might have mentioned on here before, um, that I used to be a big listener of. And at one point, uh, here's the thing. They take sponsorships from listeners. Like, you can, uh, you can pay X amount of money to them t- to help them keep the podcast going. And in exchange, they will cover a topic of your choice for an episode. And I actually won a contest to get one of those for free. Uh, and I made them watch the point. So uh, and and they also for they actually got as a guest again also at my request uh, got as a guest on that episode Elliot Kalen from the Flophouse. So if you know so check out the read it and weep episode about the point uh, if you want to hear uh, some people be just fucking flabbergasted by this movie that was a cornerstone of my childhood <laughs> and um, also there was there was kind of a a, a fun bit where like. The, the host, like, he actually has kind of a Zach thing going on where he 
he has kind of a sad sack thing going on, and sometimes when he tries to earnestly compliment people, he sounds like he's being sarcastic. <laughs> so he had this bit where he was compl- He basically says, "You're a real winner, Mike," and like, but and, and but the way he says it, it sounds like like I fucked up real bad. <laughs> and it's it's just it's it's funny. Um, definitely check that out. I would say uh, they. I, I I think they were the ones who ultimately kind of planted the seed in my head that maybe like just amateur podcasting was a thing I maybe want to try and do. Um, and they're also the pod and, and I feel like this is a fairly common trick now, but they're, they're the podcast where I found out about the trick of doing the one, two, three clap to sync audio when you're editing this shit. If you're going to do a Skype podcast. Huh? Yeah. That's, that's actually where I got that. Um, Oh, right. We didn't talk about podcasts at all. I feel like that's probably another, that's, a that's, whole that's probably thing, a though. whole nother thing. Like I feel yeah. like we could talk at length about, podcasts we like and how we got into podcasting and maybe tips for people who want to start their own i don't think we're fucking qualified to give out tips Holy I, shit. I, f- I feel like we're qualified to talk about just the, the field of amateur podcasting yeah fuck okay, fair which i guess is most podcasting because it's not really something you can make a living doing um, if your if your last name is not mcelroy you can't really do that in fairness his name to the mcelroys though they consistently produce incredibly high quality content yeah, true. Across the board. I'm just, I'm just saying that to, to emphasize that they are... No, this, you are true. You're, you're correct, though. That's true. But, like, they, I, I feel like the McElroys have very much... Are very much somebody or a crew that have earned their success. Yeah. How the fuck did we get here? Um, we went on tangents. So, you know, the norm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, do you, you want to move on to some questions? Let's get some questions. Okay, you want to send us questions? You can send them to us. On Twitter, at G-Shaped. That is at G-S-H-A-P-E-D on Twitter. Yeah, it's kind of a shitty handle, but it was auto-generated for me from my email address by Twitter. Just... At also, they don't, have, they don't have to be questions either. Yeah. Well, you can you you tell us pretty much anything. You can suggest topics for future episodes. Uh, we, will, we will occasionally also announce uh, what future topics we're going to discuss and make calls for questions uh, regarding those topics. But you can also just send us questions about anything at any time. Like, we'll take them, we'll answer them. Um, but anyway, so we sent out some questions about, like, hey, let's talk about life on the internet. Uh, the first one is from at Fidget Cetera. What's the longest period of time you've kept a friend that you only knew online? And I, for me, I think it's you. I, I think it's Yeah, Matt. I was actually going to say I'm pretty sure it's you. Six years. Yeah. So, huh. yeah, there it is. There you go. Gone. Yep. Uh, from at Waffle Man. Fuck, Mary kill, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Easy. You kill Facebook, you fuck Twitter, and you marry Instagram. Okay, I I actually agree. We ha- we have consensus. Yeah. Wow. That's we're going through these fast shit. Yeah. Um. What is your earliest experience with socializing on the internet? Mine. Oh, sorry. This is from at Greg Simon. This is Greg from uh from Warren Beast. Sorry. Uh, what is your earliest experience with socializing on the internet? Mine was on a chat site called WBS way back in the day. Um. Uh- I think I already covered that on my end. It was the AOL chat rooms. Mine was, uh... (laughs) Things start as they are... Sometimes things start as they're meant to continue. Mine was complaining about balance changes in RuneScape on the forums. (laughs) That, That is an incredibly Matt answer. Yeah, I know, right? Holy fucking shit. Uh, oh my god! Geez. Uh, at Dory Mingu, I, uh, this is I believe Jordan from the network. Um, th- that's the thing. I get into this weird situation where like 
I don't always 100% remember like what our what screen names our friends tends to go by in spite yeah. of the fact that they're fairly consistent. Fuck, that's another thing I could have talked about is the way you always used the same handle, which was smart, and the way I used a million different handles. And now that I sort of have been forced for varying reasons to consolidate all my handles, there was this weird like two, not quite two, but like 18 month, one year period where I had to consolidate and like tell a whole bunch of different people that I was using this handle and kind of like daisy chain handles together so people could logically conclude who I was because the amount of times I've been asked who are you by people I've been in at least casual communications with for two years is absurd. Actually, it's not absurd. It's completely logical given how many different fucking handles I used like an idiot, but whatever. What was the question? Um, uh, it was uh, earliest experience socializing on the internet. I We already answered that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so I had I hadn't actually gotten to the question. It was it was okay. it's a question from Dor- at Dory Mingu. Right. Um, I, actually, I did, I did want to say like we've actually talked about this offline. Um, TWA was where we first started making more of an effort to use each other's actual real first names. Yeah, because we figured it would be really stupid to start a podcast and be using our internet handles to refer to each other. Like that was just, we like that that was just going to sound dumb. Um, but for the longest time, like you and I. Like, we knew each other through the internet, so we primarily yeah. used our internet handles. Yeah, it was Blue Map and TDOT. <laughs> yeah, and there are still times, despite despite how long you and I have been friends, and despite how long uh, you and I have referred to each other by our first names, you'll still call me TDOT on occasion, just in casual conversation. Yeah, and I've, I even commented on that at one point. It's like, you know, I still fucking... I'm on, like, first... I'm on, like, a fucking first name basis with your goddamn sister, and I still call you TDOT from time to time. Yeah, I don't know what that says about me, but it says something. I mean, like again, like a lot of the times when we're interacting, we're interacting through the internet. So, like if we're like typing in text chat or something, you're not going to see Mike said. You're going to see that dude over there said. Yeah. So it's it's just it kind of it's a it's a reinforcement thing. I recently changed my Twitter handle to uh, Mike Loves Rabbit, just by virtue of the fact that uh, it, I tend to use that dude over there everywhere. But when I can't, I have this weird shortened version that's like T D O T C R F H four. Uh, CRFH being that comic cause Rudy's from Hell that I mentioned earlier. Like, that's where that came from. Oh my god, is that where that came from? Yeah, Holy yeah. fucking Cause, shit. Because, yeah, it was it was the handle I wanted plus the shorthand for the internet forum I primarily went to at the time. Wow. And then just four, because that's my favorite number. And that, uh, yeah, that's where that fucking gibberish came from. And that, and TDOT CRFH4 is my handle in certain places. Um, evidently I'm not the only person to use that handle, which is mind boggling because it's seemingly a random collection of letters, <laughs> but I want to know the other person. It was probably a fucking bot, honestly. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, so I eventually changed my Twitter to Michael loves rabbit because it, by that point I had developed my sort of reputation brand, whatever you want to call it as being the dude, what likes rabbits a whole lot. And I just wanted a handle that people could remember. Like, like you go back into early episodes of like when I'm guesting on uh, Totally Reprise, or in some of the early episodes of Teachers with Attitude, I'll say, "Hey, you can find my Twitter handle at blah, 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 and it's it's fucking nonsense that no one could possibly remember." And so I changed it to my Clef's Rabbit because, like, I wanted people to actually be able to find my fucking Twitter. Yeah. Although, actually, thinking, talking about this, and God, I swear to Christ, we'll get to this question eventually. But thinking on it, now with where I'm at in my life, chances are if you use my real... It's led to this weird situation where people who use my bullshit online handles, especially the old ones, 
are probably the people who know me best. So people who actually, like, really know me don't say Matt, typically. Obviously, like, my mother and my family, who obviously know me very well, use the term and use the name Matt. But, like, people who refer to me as, like, Blue Map or Bolivar probably know me much better than people who just refer to me as Matt. And that is a weird, weird thing to mull on. You, you want to hear something even weirder? Yeah. Um, you remember that old episode of Batman Beyond where, like, someone tries to mind control Batman... And he, he like he knows someone's trying to mind control him because he's like, well, the voice called me Bruce. I don't call myself Bruce. I call myself Batman. That's <laughs> that's how I was for a good chunk of my life. In my mind, I was T dot first, Mike second. Uh, when I when I referred to myself in my head for whatever reason, and huh. I eventually got over that. Like thank, actually thanks to TWA and and that choice we made to use our real fucking names for that. Because for the first time in a long time, people actually were just regularly calling me by my actual God-given name. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I socialize. I have socialized primarily on the internet for most of my life now. Oh, oh my God! I remember that. Two things. I remember my old handle on RuneScape was Madcat480. Holy, holy fuck! That's a deep pull. And the second thing, um, I forgot. Oh, man. Do you want to know what my handle was on the AOL chat rooms way, way back in the day when I was fucking 12 years old? What was it? Big Mike Love Fire. <laughs> Why did you ever change that handle? That handle was <laughs> godlike. You, that was a one and done, bro. Yeah, I, sh- I really should have. I really should have stuck with that. You should have stuck with that. It happened because I was in this like weird, like middle school edgy state where, like, you know, I thought, hey, fire is cool. You know, fucking fire, burn it down. And also, like, one kid at school called me Big Mike one time. <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't know if you folks have caught on, in spite of the fact that you've listened to this show. But I'm a big fucking dork. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you could possibly have gotten this far in just this episode and not have clued into that. But just in case, I'm a huge fucking dork. Christ Almighty! What the fuck was this question? Somebody in okay, the okay, audience okay, I'm gonna is ask probably okay, just okay, vibrating okay. in rage right now. Okay, at Doramingu. At Doramingu asks, "What is the best? What is the worst slash best meme you've seen, or maybe the best execution of a meme, regardless of quality?" And he poses an example. Uh, this edit of of Loss, the Control Delete comic Loss, uh, to look like the Dover Boys cartoon, which is best, pretty good. Best and worst meme. Yeah, now, I'm actually going to give for my example. I actually like stuff like what Doramingo shared with us here. I like when people combine uh, running internet jokes in interesting ways. My absolute favorite is uh, you know that gradually expanding like galactic glowing brain meme. Yes. Um, it's that, except the text on the left side are um, are just uh, text descriptions of the panels of loss. <laughs> Outstanding. Oh my god, that is incredible. Um, favorite meme. God, I don't think I can pick a favorite. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't think I can pick a favorite. I think my favorite's think my favorites might just I liked Harambe a lot more than most people just because Harambe was that weird thing along with the United Airlines memes as well uh, the United Airlines memes also both of them are kind of eh. but because they were kind of eh, you didn't you didn't see corporations touch them at all which meant for better and for worse they were totally in the hands of the people 
not necessarily a good thing, mind you, but definitely interesting to view. Um, I really liked Doge a lot. I liked Bone Doge Hurt is pretty Juice good. a lot. I'm a, I'm a big fan of comedic, ironic use of Comic Sans just in general. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. I did I did like Doge a lot. I think it might be Doge. Hmm. I don't know. I'd need to like really, really sit down and think on that. And even there, I'm not sure I'd ever get a solid answer. For worst meme, um, it's got to be one of the old ones. Like, Dancing Baby sucked. Uh, uh, yeah, Dancing Baby was just not... Dancing Baby? Dancing Baby was never funny. Ever. Was, wasn't that like uh, a fucking thing from Ally McBeal? I Isn't that where the remember. Dancing Baby came from? I can't remember. It was. It uh, was like it was supposed to be like a. Fi- it was the. It was one of the first like TV CGI things, and it looked terrible because of it. And also, I think it was meant to represent her ticking biological clock. Wait, what? Yeah, it was. It was supposed to be a meta. Like that show had a whole thing where like she would have weird daydreams and 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 like physically see things that were metaphors for what she was feeling and going through. It was one of those shows, okay. and like. It was supposed to represent like, oh no, I'm I'm approaching middle age. I'd better have a baby right now, lest my purpose in, on this planet as a woman pass me by. <laughs> that actually retroactively makes dancing baby better then, <laughs> because this stupid bullshitty terrible fucking show's nonsense plot being co-opted for a bullshit meme that actually makes it kind of funny. Yeah, hmm. I think it'd be like Badger Badger then. Oh, I think yeah, I'd go yeah, Badger Badger then. I think Weeble is still going. I mean, fucking speaking of like the albino black sheep and fucking Ebom's world era of fucking dumb internet humor, fucking Weeble and Bob. That's still a thing. Maybe Jib Jab. Does anyone remember Jib Jab? Jib Jab. Sure that- Jib Jab's still around, but I, it became this whole other thing where now they make like greeting cards that you can paste people's faces into and send them to people. Hmm. I don't know. I think much like. The best meme, I'd actually have to, like, sit down and think on the worst one, because I guarantee you there are some we're forgetting. I was actually going to go with Harambe, uh, to be honest. Cause really? Not a fan? Well, it, mostly because there's just, there's a history to that of, like, th- there's, like, be- because of where that meme came from, there's kind of a racist undercurrent to the whole thing. And also, to this day, people still harass the zoo where it happened. Yeah, that's not super great. I was more okay with that in the case of United Airlines, even if I thought that United that that was maybe actually like a little the, the yeah. start of that one was even rougher. I th- I think honestly, I think that's I think that's just going to be my example of worst is just sort of the 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 four chan school of you know let's take this anti-Semitic propaganda drawing of a Jew with an enormous hook nose from, like, the 1930s and just edit it to be modern but still really anti-Semitic or something like that. Yeah, but those aren't, like, solid defining me. Oh, it's Pepe. Okay. Yep, nailed it. It's fucking there, Pepe. Okay, there we Pepe go. Pepe is the worst meme. Because Pepe was a, was, was a fantastic meme. Pepe was great. And then they literally fucking killed him. It's Pepe. Yeah. Okay, there yeah, we go. It got, it got fucking Done. co-opted by the, the fucking alt-right. Yeah, yeah, Pepe. Yeah, Pepe's Pepe. the worst meme. Yeah. Um, I do, do want to say, uh, this made me randomly think of a YouTube video, um, this uh, this channel called Innuendo Studios. He did a, f- a few breakdowns of specific, like, moments in in specific games, and one of the things he talked about was, a, was he made a video about a particular joke in a game called Ben There, Dan That, and why it was an, why it worked as an interactive joke that could only work in, in, like, the context of games. And he went on this whole point about, like, 
sometimes with jokes we like it, particularly jokes that have like things in uh I'm trying to put the sentence together. Uh, with things like memes, we sort of subconsciously understand how they work. We don't usually have to explain them to each other. And like one of the things he said is how uh, it's interesting how people sort of subconsciously understand the difference between, say, a lolcat and a doge. Because like if you actually think about it, usually the point is that a lolcat's like the text on there is usually like the syntax is correct, but everything's misspelled. Whereas in a doge meme, like everything is generally spelled correctly, but the syntax is wrong. Because, you know, they say, like, you know, much excite or stuff like that. and Very wow. And it creates, it creates like, these weirdly different tones, despite the fact that in both cases the joke is someone is speaking incorrectly. That is an incredibly – that's actually some really interesting observation and breakdown for a picture of a cat talking about having a cheeseburger. Yeah, and it's something. I mean, I'm not like, shit talking to dude. That's actually really fascinating shit. But yeah, like, and and the huh. and the the whole point of it is like, yeah, the, like before he said this, like, you know what? I never actually thought of that. I never actually noticed that. It's something we just sort of instinctively clue into with the way these dumb fucking internet running jokes work. But they all they all have a methodology to them that like once they become popular enough and enough of them are made, people just sort of clue into like, okay, this is how this kind of joke works. Yeah. Man, I'm fucking bitter. Pepe got turned to shit. Yeah. yeah. Although I think that the fucking, like, skinhead... I don't think skinheads are as hot on that meme anymore. They don't seem to be. No, they anyway. definitely still are. Don't... don't. It, no, yeah. I know they're still hot on it, but, like, yeah. It sucks, too, because a lot of people who still use that shit, like, don't know about that, and I kind of don't want to tell them at all. Yeah. I don't know. It's... Yeah, think that... Mm, God damn it. Okay, uh, this is from at Paul C. Pace... I'm assuming this is some kind of reference that I'm not getting. He asks, do you have stairs in your house? I have stairs in my house, yeah. There's probably a meme or some bullshit we're missing here, but I have stairs, yeah. I, I live in an apartment, so no. Well, I mean, the I the building has stairs. I don't have stairs in my home, though. Oh, I guess I don't either, then. I live in an, I was counting the building. I kind of considered that. Well, yeah, okay. okay. If you count the apartment building itself, yes. Otherwise, no. There All we right. go. Um... From at Frankie Extra, what are the shitpost boundaries? This is a really complicated question. Actually, the question is very simple. The answer is quite complicated. The answer is it's entirely context dependent. Yeah, it depends on on who you're 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 fucking around with and and who you're making fun of and why. Like, I think as a general rule, just with comedy in general, try not to punch down. Try not to punch down, but even th- even there, there are exceptions to that. Though. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But, but yeah, I think it, I think in terms of just shit posting within like a small social circle, like because you're gonna have in jokes and you're gonna shit post about it. Like if someone just asks, like, "Hey, actually, this bothers me. Maybe don't do that." Like, just stop. Yeah, don't that's be the probably asshole. you don't need to. You don't need to. Like when you're just joking around with friends, you don't need to die on the hill of free speech. Okay. Yeah, and like that's probably yeah. I, I'd say like general rule of thumb: if somebody says that they're not they're not feeling it, just back off. And you're probably good to go there. This I, I kind of would need an expansion of this question. I feel because there's it's it's really complicated. <laughs> yeah. Actually, honest to God, and this is something that makes me mad. Like the art of t- good trolling and good shit posting, I feel is lost nowadays because yeah. there is an actual for, art to it. Yeah, and it's really for much the same reason that the Pepe is lost. It's Mostly just racists and homophobes and misogynists doing it now. Yeah, kind kind of. 
Dude, I know you love yourself some shit posting, but like, let's not let's not be too generous here. Yeah, I know we can't be too generous, but I also feel like that's kind of an oversimplification. But also, you're not wrong. But also, it's really complicated. But also, holy fuck, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Try to avoid punching down as a very generalized rule. Try and avoid punching down. Back off if someone says they're uncomfortable with it. Otherwise, um, just use discretion and best judgment. All all right. I, all, the only advice I can give you without further without further stipulations. Yeah. Just, uh, I guess just generally err on the side of not hurting people's feelings. Because if your joke makes someone, like, real sad, it's you did a bad job at telling a joke. <sighs> kind of. But, like, you're not wrong necessarily, but some jokes that would fly in some audiences understandably won't in others. And that doesn't even mean the joke is inappropriate. That means that human beings are complicated and their sense of humor is obviously influenced by their upbringing and personal experience. And that can either enhance or downgrade a joke in their eyes. And if it goes past a certain threshold, then holy fucking shit, does anyone actually care? Anyway, we, we can probably move on. Okay. Um, this is from at Pidmon. What's the largest offline hangout you've had with online friends? Uh, For me, two people. That's, yeah. that's as far as it's gotten. Two other people with also um, offline friends mixed into the group. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I have not actually gotten to met to physically meet people I've met on the internet all that often. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the Midwest. Fucking no one lives around here, and the people who do live here still live really far apart. Yeah. Um, I have actually... I occasionally do, but, like, that's mostly... Well, nah, not, not that often. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, from at the sixth lexicon... Was there an internet trend slash event, large or small, that you were a major part of? SMNC, that's it. Was that a major trend, though? I mean, I feel like that was just it a said, game. It said large or small. Okay. Internet, internet trend, large or small. I feel like that definitely counts as a small internet trend, okay. at the very least. Um, mm. Because, like, in that game's community, me and Mike were reasonable because we stuck around with that game. And because we tag-teamed with another friend who is one of the bigger video like content producers for that game, uh, we were reasonably large part of that game's community, for better and worse. Probably for better in that case, because holy shit, that game's community, like, the high-end community for that game, like, the influencer community for that game was a fucking tire fire. It was bad. Yeah. Remember yeah. Adoki? I sure oh, as fuck. Oh, God, that. yeah. Re- Remember fucking when he was getting salty as fuck because he was getting blown out because he was actually terrible at doing anything other than pub stomping bads, and I kept offering an all chat to give him lessons because it seemed like he was struggling and he got salty as fuck. That shit was awesome. Yeah. Really, that tells you everything you need to know about the problems with SMNC's community when it was going, is that there there was a famous enough guy, single guy, who was known just for being... Who was known for just deliberately putting himself in situations where he could just basically beat up on newer players or bad players, and would just constantly scream at his teammates if anything else happened, and was just a general shitbird. And everyone, everyone in the community, everyone knew that guy knew he was a shitbird. And also, like, I don't think he ever actually got banned from the game or anything. I think they eventually may have glassed him. I can't remember. If it happened, it was definitely too late. It was way too late. Yeah, no, they should have. That guy, that was somebody who should have been axed immediately. And the thing is, like, there were there were a lot of there were a lot of toxic people in that community, as there is with any community. But like, just the fact that there was this one singular person 
who encapsulated the very and worst. Everybody of the fucking knew that guy too. Everyone. Everyone. And he was a fucking punching bag for a lot of like, and like he was the fucking punching bag too. I guess that's maybe the reason he didn't get banned is he actually wasn't particularly good. And holy shit, beating the hell out of that guy was cathartic. Yeah, but I mean, he did. He like here's the thing. He was just I shitty and he was bad, so you yeah. could beat him and you could just shit talk him completely free of guilt. It's awesome. Yeah. All right, Fuck. um, and and the thing yeah. is, like, maybe out of context, that sounds like we were picking on the guy, but like, no, 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 this, this guy was an asshole. This, he totally yeah. he. He absolutely fucking had it coming. Holy shit. Yeah, that would be the only one I can think of, though, would be SMNC. Maybe also Brutal Legend for me, because I was, like, top 100 in that game. But no one fucking cares about Brutal Legend multi. Let's be real. Yeah. I feel kind of weird uh, looking at this question and answering it in terms of the community of a video game. But if I'm going to do that, I I think my answer is going to be really similar, and it's going to be Smite. Because when SMNC was dying, and, like, this is a conversation we've had before, so I'll keep it brief, but, like, I was one of the early evangelists for Smite, and probably, like we mentioned before that we were on the Penny Arcade boards, I was the big guy who was, like, on the You were the form, guy like, who was Smite, yeah, was, yeah you who was like, Smite dude. Hey, y'all, do you want to try this? Smite, it's it's pretty fucking good. Hey, you And know, everyone's hey. like, we're gonna play League. And then you kept on for, like, a fucking year, and eventually everyone who played League, for various reasons, bounced out, and the fucking MOBA thread became the smite thread, basically. Yeah. You won. Which is not which is not what I intended to have happen. But it did. Yeah. It was hilarious, actually. <laughs> God, I fucking ruined a League of Legends thread on an internet forum. You can't ruin League threads. I was about League to say, like, I don't know if that's start. I don't know if I should actually feel guilty about that though, because no. it's fucking League. No. Feel fine about that. Did you know they're getting rid of runes? What? Yeah, they're getting rid of runes in League. Was that it's, it's recent. Is that, is that like the entirety of the progression system, though? Uh, it's most of it, yeah. What's the rest of it? The rest of it is you need to level up your account to get certain summoners. Maybe they're getting rid of that, too. They might just be waxing the progression entirely, actually. I need to look it up, but they're definitely getting rid of runes. Well, I, I might need to give Lee yeah. another try, because that was... Like, we've talked about it before, if not on here, definitely many, many times throughout the course of our friendship. Progression systems that actually have an effect on game balance are fucking bad. They're, 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 bad. they're fucking kryptonite to me. I like, I hate them. I hate them they're so bad. much. Uh, yeah, I hate them too. They're bad. Yeah, like that, is, like, that is the reason, like, I gave fucking Dota more of a chance than I gave League because Dota at least does not have any of that bullshit. And here's the thing, and, and like, and, and I actually also gave Hots a really good uh, college try, but I bounced off of League immediately because I looked at the fucking rune pages and it was just like, I'm gonna have to grind so much to have any of this rune, shit. A rune page for one fucking character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, here's the thing. I I don't want to have to. Here's, it's already an investment to get to play a game enough to get to where you understand what's going on and get to the point where you're like competitive. Not really in the sense that like you're actually like you know a high level player, but competitive in the sense that like you can go into a match and not immediately get shit canned every single time. But to add to that, this whole fucking, like, level system grind thing, gotta micromanage this horse shit, and just, like, no, no. Yeah. But yeah, if that, if that shit's going out the window, yeah, I might I might give League another try. Yeah, I'll need to look at it again, but yeah, I know for a fact they're getting rid of runes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking through the mentions for, uh, for the Twitter, at G-Shaped, uh, at Skyfox was... Telling us, I mean, this this will already have come and gone, but uh, he was recommending to us 
Actually, I, th- I think I might have mentioned this uh, during a previous episode. He recommended to us Sentinels of the Multiverse um, because it is a digital board game on Steam. Yeah. That's a uh, game. Mike was very gracious and gifted that to me. We have not had the opportunity to play it yet, though. Yeah. I mean, it went, it went on Steam sale. And again, like by the time this episode goes live, the Steam sale will have been over for nearly a month. But like, yeah, we went ahead and grabbed that on the cheap and we're going we're gonna to try it out. So thank you for that recommendation. Um, let's see. At Lady K. Hirsch. If you didn't have online interaction and friends, how alone and isolated would you be right now? <laughs> how candid do you want me to be? I mean, I feel like I'm leaning toward the same answer you're about to say. <laughs> Was your answer I would have brained myself with a shotgun? Because, yeah. I probably wouldn't have gone into the specifics, but yeah, I don't think I would be here <laughs> if I didn't have online friends. <laughs> to be totally frank and to get a little dark. <laughs> that's not a joke by the way yeah, i'm no, not making like, light of that like like these fuckers have pulled me back from the brink on more than one occasion holy fuck yeah moving on yeah let's uh <laughs> on that note um from at tank hammer that's our buddy joe joe the ghostbuster uh what was your very first screen name i already said uh, that it was big mike love fire mad cat 480 yep uh what was it like the first time you met an online friend in the mundane realm Real fucking awkward, because at the time, I was still in high school, and they weren't. Oh, uh, you see, mine was actually went pretty well at first, but eventually I would led, led to a weird comedy of errors and a disastrous, not disastrous, actually, but a fairly bad falling out. But the actual meeting itself went pretty well. Yep. Yeah. Um, he also asks, ASL want a cyber? No. Nope. Although that does dovetail into uh, our other question, uh, because... Uh, our friend Emily from War and Beast came through in the clutch. Uh, she she and I were talking just sort of unrelatedly, and she and we brought up the fact that we were about to do this episode, and it came up that we had not gotten any horny questions this week. Great. And awesome. she was just like, I, I got that. you, fam. So uh, let me dig this out real quick. All right. Uh, says She says, okay, here's a GPS question that's horny. What is your guy's experience with cyber sex? Um, virtually nothing. I'd occasionally walk into people in like all chat role playing or we are doing the DRP doing the doing the cyber nasty. But um, personally, uh, not a lot. This is what read the question again so I can get the specifics. It just says, "What is your guys' experience with cyber sex?" That's yeah, that's. I mean, if you count porn on the internet, that otherwise like nothing. I don't. I don't. I don't erotic role play. I don't cyber sex. Doesn't do nothing for I've, me. I've done it a few times. Here's my problem with it. I, whenever I've done it, it's been kind of a miserable experience, not because of anything the other person was doing, but because I am incredibly, I get incredibly paranoid about my inadequacies as a creative writer while we're doing it. Because you were, you were, it is essentially interactive, cumulative, erotic fiction. Like you were, you were typing out what you're doing and, like, you don't want to just be like, I thrust, I thrust, I thrust, unf, unf, sex. Like, you you, 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 you want to be a bit more eloquent about it because you're trying to be erotic. And the thing is, I'm not good at that. And I, I end up, fe- like, and the thing is, like, that's the worst feeling when you're trying to, to do something erotic is, like, I'm bad at this. You don't want to feel, like, here's the thing. I spend my every waking moment feeling inadequate. I don't want to also feel inadequate during sex. Thank you. So... <laughs> And, 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 and yeah, and, and that's just, that's the brick wall I've been hitting. So like, yeah, done it a few times, 
somebody offers, probably not going to say no, but like not, not really the best experience. Also, did I mention recently that my sister started listening to this podcast because she has a lot of spare time because she's taking care of my new nephew? Fantastic. Yeah. I imagine my mom's probably going to start listening to this at some point as well. That'll be really fun. Yeah, so... Uh, Actually, I want to get her on to do the RuneScape episode because I feel like that'll be a thing at some point. You know what? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I, I'm half joking, but I'm also half serious because, like, fucking... Oh, my God, do we both have some stories about fucking RuneScape? Uh, anyway, next question. Uh, that was it. Oh. Yeah, that was, that was it. Um, so, if you've got a question you want to send us, I've already said this, but I'm going to reiterate it. At G-Shaped, at G-S-H-A-P-E-D, on Twitter. Send us your questions. Send us your suggestions. Send, send us your us, hate mail. Yeah. Send us how your day went. We don't... We don't yeah, you know what? Yeah, t- tell, us, tell, us, tell us how you're feeling. Tell us how your day's going. You know, we... We want to know. Tell us what your experience with cybersex is. <laughs> you don't have to. Try to, try to have sex to. with us over Twitter. Like that'll. No, work. I'm yeah, fucking. You do not want to try and have cybersex with me over Twitter. That it's just a terrible idea. I mean, I'm the only one who uses the GPS Twitter account, so it'll just be me. So I don't know if if you want to see me failing to like come up with creative ways to say sex things in real time. <laughs> talk about how you. <laughs> You shoved the GPS mascot, the shitty MS pair, up your ass. Wait, is that what we're calling it, the MS pair? I mean, I don't know what we, we fucking call it. I mean, it. it's, never... it's, just, it's a shitty pair I drew in MS Paint, so yeah, I guess it's the MS pair. Yeah. That's the official GPS mascot. We have a mascot. Woo! Yeah. Woo! God damn it. This is so fucking bad. End this episode. <laughs> Why? Do... Here's the thing. We actually... Uh, let's see. Uh, who was it? Uh... Yeah, Frankie Extra, one of the guys who sent us the questions, actually made a tweet that's like quoting us and saying, who listens to this bullshit? And then raising his hand. But like, for real, who listens? Why does anyone listen to this? I, I mean, it's it's only like, we only get like, what, 5% of the listenership from like TWA? Because if it's higher than that, we've got a problem. I don't know. I don't know what the numbers are, but they can't be good. Like, they can't be, right? They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. If they're, Well, I mean, we've already established that there's no justice in this world. Yeah, so, like, hopefully hopefully that's not the exception, though, because, like, holy fuck, no one should listen to this bullshit. Why are you still listening to this fucking bullshit? I like how, like, a regular segment on this podcast has become us daring the listener to stop. Yeah, no, because they should, because this podcast <laughs> sucks. I mean, I love your ed- you not no fault of yours, Mike, you did your best, but, like, sometimes there's just no winning, and this is one of those cases. Uh, anyway, so that's, um... That's our discussion about life on the internet, I guess? Question mark, or our experiences with it, at least. Yeah. Some of them. Not all of them. We kind of went all over the place. Anywho. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of fitting, though, in yeah. its own way. Uh, so, for Going Pear-Shaped, I have been Mike. I've been Matt. And always remember... Remember? Wow. Always remember. Daniel yourself constantly. Yeah, and do it while chatting with someone over fucking Skype. Remember, when you're doing it... Three thrusts, two umps, one sex. You sunk my battleship? No. <laughs> <laughs>